It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Bill Rossetti of Panthers Wire and Bengals Wire, part of the USA Today Sports Media Group, here with you to kind of wrap things up a little bit as training camp is done for the 2018 season. Wofford is done. It's back to Bank of America Stadium, which means the start of football season, the real football season, is ever so closer. We're going to look back a little bit at... The last practice and a couple of observations from training camp as a whole. And we're also going to talk a little bit about DJ Moore, who got a little bit of recognition from Pro Football Focus. That and more coming up on the Locked On Panthers podcast. First, real quick, a little bit about me. If you guys are brand new to the program, welcome. Hope you uh, stay and chill a while. Uh, Appreciate the support. Uh, Like I said, I write for uh, Panthers Wire and Bengals Wire, part of the USA Today Sports Media Group. Uh, I also used to do a little bit of writing over at Bleacher Report and Dynasty Sports Empire. Those are just a couple of the the previous spots I've hit up before I've landed now here at Panthers Wire. I've been with Panthers Wire now going on my second season covering the Panthers. This will be my first season covering the Cincinnati Bengals. So very excited, especially come week three when the two teams play each other. So that's going to be fun to see kind of both sides of that game. So that's certainly something to look forward to. Um, I also do a little bit of bracketology. You know, I during the college basketball season, you guys are familiar with Joe Lenardi of ESPN, Jerry Palm of CBS, you know, stuff like that. I'm projecting the bracket. Last year I was actually among, I think, the top – 10 or so, top 10, 15, somewhere around there uh, for projecting the 2018 bracket. And in terms of all the veterans, guys have been doing this a while. I actually ranked 10th or top 10, I should say. I think I'm actually like 7th or 8th in the bracket project, the overall ranking. So as last year, I only got one incorrect at-large team. Uh, I had or I had Baylor, excuse me, and turned out Syracuse got one of the final spots but you know so that's something besides the football aspect so that I like to do so that's still a little bit about me obviously we're going to focus here a little bit on football here today on the Locked On Panthers podcast as, as we do all the time here I uh, also got some exciting news as far as the Locked On Network that we're going to share in a little bit to really continue to expand the product here stuff that we're really excited about so we'll get that into that a bit so let's jump into some of the media observations uh from a couple of the sites charlotte observer panthers.com kind of lumping together the final practice of training camp the final practice at wofford on monday and then some thoughts on, on training camp as a whole so first a couple of roster observations uh First, Kyle Love was seen wearing a small brace on his elbow, but they said he seemed to be fine. Uh, injured his elbow on Sunday, but was back out there, so he, he looks like he's doing good. Uh, Corn Elder had a undisclosed injury. Hadn't practiced since uh, Thursday's game, 
but did return to practice on Monday while Ladarius Gunter is actually still in the concussion pro- concussion protocol, excuse me. Um, you know, they do have a day off today, so he'll get a chance to rest a little bit. But as far as Monday, he wasn't there. Neither was Tyler Larson, who's still dealing with that hyperextended elbow. Of course, Larson has been working at center. You know, we saw he started at center in Thursday's game as they're kind of uh, putting Ryan Khalil on a snap count, as it were, you know, kind of managing his workload. So Larson's been getting a lot of a lot of looks at center. Of course, may also get a look at left guard when the regular season starts. Speaking of left guard, uh, Brendan Mahon did get some first-team reps on Monday. Uh, Greg Van Rotten also subbed in at right guard for a little bit when Trey Turner was out for a short time. But Turner did eventually come back in. And at this point, it's really those three, Mahon, uh, Van Rotten, uh, of course, Silotolo is still battling with an injury. Don't know when he's going to be back. So as far as week one is concerned, it's looking like one of Mahon, Van Rotten, or possibly Tyler Larson who will get the start at left guard. So it'll be really interesting to see over the next couple weeks kind of how that battle continues to develop. It's interesting that a guy like Jonathan Serlis um, really hasn't even been mentioned. You know, it's really starting to become a three-horse race and kind of not really the guys that we that some thought maybe going into training camp that it was going to be like a Serlis or, you know, whoever, whoever the case may be or Taylor Moten. Uh, obviously, the Darrell Williams injury changed that up a bit, forced Moten to move to right tackle, so he's uh, f- firmly entrenched there. A uh, s- s- couple other notes. Uh, they mentioned some of the punt returners, namely Christian McCaffrey, DJ Moore, and Kenyon Barner getting the work at punt returner. What was also interesting is they kind of played around a little bit in that they went to a couple linemen and it turned out being Dontari Poe and Taylor Moten. They said if they could catch some punts, uh, Ron Rivera would end practice end practice early. And as it turned out, they both caught punts on their first try. I did thinking practice is over, and then Ron Rivera d- decided, nah, we'll practice a little bit more. And then you heard heard the boo birds come out, and it sounded like it was a, a jolly old time. But he did cut. He did cut half an hour of practice at the end, so at least they still got a little bit of a shortened break, or at least an earlier start to their to their small break, I guess, as it were. Uh, again, as they're as yesterday is the day they're moving on from Wofford, at least for this season. Obviously, the future of training camp as a whole at Wofford is pretty up in the air, but at least for this season, uh, Waff- like I said, Wofford's done. They're going back to Bank of America Stadium. Uh, they'll practice there Wednesday and start prepping for this week's game against the Miami Dolphins. Uh, and Chris Manhurts still on the pup list, but still rehabbing on the sidelines, still hoping to be on track for week one against the Cowboys, though obviously there's still a lot of praise for Ian Thomas to very well become the number two tight end. Now, Manhurts obviously would still be a good number three tight end. We saw how well he did, you know, with run blocking and kind of that capable blocking tight end. So he'll still likely slot in. And then you look at um, at Vanderland. They, they seem to be pretty intrigued with him as well. Um, 
he's going to be one of those interesting guys that, you know, do will they decide to keep him and possibly keep four tight ends? He performed pretty well at times uh, in the preseason opener against the Bills. So we'll see what they do with him. It's, it's going to be going to be really interesting to, you know, for a guy that really no one's had really heard of before, now kind of raising his profile a little bit, as it were. So, uh, again, some definitely someone else to watch uh, in the coming weeks, especially, you know, certainly this week. But even next week, you know, how much work will he get in the dress rehearsal game against the Patriots? Uh, they also asked Ron Rivera about picking out an MVP of the, of training camp. And interestingly enough, he actually didn't choose a player. He, he more he more actually went with their trainer when he had to pick an MVP of training camp. In fact, this is looking real quick. He after he was asked about the MVP, he says, "I got one. I got a good one. The trainers. I loved everything they did." I thought they were on top of their game. I'm dead serious because we had some days that were unusually hot. And then when asked about naming a player as MVP, he said too many guys came in and worked hard. To single out people, <clears throat> excuse me, to single out people at training camp, as I looked at it and reflected, I don't think that's a good idea. You know, and that's obviously a good a good telling or a good, how do I want to say this? Like just a good indication of where he thinks the team teams at in general. Uh, he did also say he was impre impressed with the improved team speed, including on defense. So uh, good, good to see, good to see that as well. Uh, so over, overall, Rivera seems very pleased. He did comment a little bit too on the recent inconsistency of Cam Newton saying I just know that we're working on a lot of different things putting a lot of different stuff in and sometimes you have days like that sometimes they run back to back sometimes it gets it's sometimes it's time to get a break and that's what we've got now a nice day and a half to get away for everybody to relax and get past everything you know because in fact he threw a couple interceptions uh, they noted that Newton had four interceptions including two in the last couple days by Dante Jackson but listen to uh, yeah that's that's a a good note for Dante Jackson to be able to pick off Cam Newton in practice there was a bit of a big deal being made earlier in camp on Patrick Mahomes of the Chiefs and how he threw all those interceptions well sometimes we know sometimes interceptions isn't always the quarterback's fault and we know training camp obviously is a place where you're trying a lot of different things. Sometimes things don't work, whatever the case may be. And sometimes the defense just wins. That's just how it goes in practice. But overall, it sounds like everybody's good. Everybody's ready to go for week one. And we'll continue to see how that progress has been made as the preseason continues. Uh, speaking of continuing, uh, we'll take a short break here. Continue talking a little more Panthers but before we get back into that we want to talk we want to thank one of our great sponsors as always over at vividseats.com hey fans listen the NFL regular season it's right around the corner 
And I know you guys are excited about watching the games on TV and enjoying with your friends and family. But I know there's some of you out there, too, that really want to be at the stadium and, uh, you know, enjoy the, the, fo- the atmosphere of being at a live game. And here's your chance now to save some money. You know, all you have to do is go to VividSeats.com or you could download the Vivid Seats app. And if you enter the promo code locked on, that's one word, you can get 10% off your first purchase with Vivid Seats. So, you know, here's here's a great opportunity. If you're dreaming of going to an NFL game this season, you want to be at Bank of America Stadium, wherever the wherever the case may be, here's your chance to get there and save some money. Uh, remember, this is for new customers only, and it is good through the end of August. So again, you can go to vividseats.com. That's V-I-V-I-D-S-E-A-T-S.com. Or you can download the Vivid Seats app. Use the promo code LOCKEDON, one word, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, and you get 10% off your first order. Again, this is new customers only, and it's good through the end of August. You still have about two and a half weeks. To take advantage of this. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's talk quick now a little bit about DJ Moore. Specifically, uh, Pro Football Focus, as some of you may well know, they always have their team of the week after each week of, even, you know, all season, preseason, regular season, whatever. Uh, and in this case, for week one of the preseason, DJ Moore was actually named as one of the wide receivers for the NFL team of the week from PFF for the first week of the preseason. Uh, as they named two wide receivers and a slot receiver, the other being Marquez Valdez-Scantling, the rookie wide receiver from the Packers who had uh, – who went over 100 yards, actually was the only receiver to cat to have over 100 yards receiving during week one. But DJ Moore, we talked about his high grade of 90.2. We talked about how impressive he looked in the first week. We talked about how he was just showing what kind of receiver he was at Maryland and what Panthers fans can expect to see in terms of that high playmaking ability, that the ability to, to work at all levels of the field, you know, down the field, intermediate, short, wherever the case may be. He can be kind of all over the place. You know, he's a sneaky bet to really put up some decent numbers. You know, if, if we're going to let's, – let's mix a little fantasy in here a little bit. This is a guy that you're going to be able to get late because, you know, being a rookie, uh, sometimes rookie receivers aren't always the most trustworthy or the most productive – and we know there's all the other playmakers in the Panthers' offense. But there's a chance that Newton and Moore can can start to connect early on. Um, you know, even 
you know, forget about the Steve Smith comparisons for a minute. This is just a, a really good receiver that has the ability to really take advantage of his defense, especially defenses that are going to focus on Devin Funches, going to focus on Greg Olson. Uh, you have to account for Cam Newton in the running game. So DJ Moore, you know, provided he gets enough snaps, and he probably will, you know, even with battling Jair Stride and Torrey Smith, whatever the case may be, he'll get his opportunities. And he he's going to be one of those athletes that should be able to take advantage of the lesser attention, we'll say, that he's bound to receive, at least early on. Um, and again, he, he's a guy that I think you're going to be able to get late, probably in the double-digit rounds. So he's he's worth a flyer. In fact, in one of my fantasy drafts I just did, I ended up landing DJ Moore, and I certainly am very happy about that. Very excited to have him as a little bit of depth or a guy you can plug in on your bye week as a as a possible option. Uh, but in terms of what PFF thought of DJ Moore last week, they said Moore was as advertised in his first season, first preseason play, like we've discussed. He hauled in all four of his targets for 75 yards. He also flashed his super, superb run after catch ability, breaking three tackles on one second half catch. So again, you know, it's only week one of the preseason, but if he's able to do this kind of stuff with, you know, the backup quarterbacks, and again, you know, yeah, we're talking about backup defenses he was mostly facing, but still, he has that ability. He very well could showcase it against first-team defenses. Uh, we'll just run through real quick for you guys then, too, the full offensive team of the week, and then we'll, we'll get into defense. So... The quarterback on the PFF team of the week was actually Sam Darnold of the New York Jets. Uh, looked good in his preseason debut against the Falcons. And at this point, certainly would not be surprising if Darnold ends up winning the week one, the regular season week one starting quarterback job. And if he does, then we'll see him uh, in prime time because the Jets play in the first Monday night game of the season against the Detroit Lions. And speaking of the Lions, their rookie running back was also part of PFF's team of the week, and that was Carryon Johnson, another guy I've become very high on. They've been talking up Johnson a lot, and you saw the playmaking ability he had at Auburn. And remember, the Lions traded up to get Carryon Johnson with Darius Geis still on the board. Yeah, Geis now has the torn ACL. Hindsight is 20-20, but still... You know, going back to April when a lot of guys were obviously high on Geis and were wondering why is he falling so much. And then the Lions trade up. We're thinking it's for Geis, and it turned out it was for on Johnson. He's going to be involved in this offense quite a bit, I think. Uh, then you get into the receivers, like we said, Marquez, Valdez, Scantling. If you recall, he was one of three rookie receivers that the Packers drafted. They also took... Uh, Jamon Moore out of Missouri in the fourth. Scantling was the fifth-round pick. And then they took Equinemius St. Brown out of Notre Dame in the sixth round. So really trying to work in a lot of those young guys, try to build up that receiver core again. It's very possible that Scantling could be the one, at least early on, that rises 
to the top among those three. DJ Moore is the other receiver, and then slot receiver was another rookie. And obviously, week one preseason, it's going to be a lot of either young guys or rookies because you don't see the starters too often. But slot receiver was Richie James of the 49ers, a seventh-round pick. Uh, he was an impressive slot receiver out of Middle Tennessee and had four catches, 46 yards. Uh, also scored a touchdown in the preseason opening win against the Cowboys. Then you had David Njoku, the tight end of the Browns. Another guy I expect to really break out this season, very high on him. And an offensive line left to right. Greg Robinson of the Browns, Christian Westerman of the Bengals, Corey Levin of the Titans, Will Parasak of the Browns, and Orlando Brown of the Ravens. And then real quick, running through the defense. So defensive line. At edge defender, you had Harold Landry of the Titans, a guy that a lot of people were surprised fell as far as he did into the second round. But uh, Landry had a very impressive first week. Uh, defensive tackle David Onyemeta of the Saints. Nose tackle Shelby Harris of the Broncos. Defensive tackle Hassan Ridgeway of the Colts. And the other edge defender, Kasim Edbali of the Bears. Linebackers, Dylan Cole of the Texans, Joe Thomas of the Cowboys, and Jawan Bentley of the Patriots. Cornerbacks, Maurice Kennedy of the Ravens, Cody Sensabaugh of the Steelers. Slot cornerback, Justin Coleman of the Seahawks. Safeties, Jack Tocho of the Vikings and Darian Stewart of the Broncos. And then your special teams, kicker, Josh Lambeau of the Jaguars. A pair of 49-yard field goals against the Saints. Tress Way, the punter for the Redskins, who had all five of its punts downed inside the 20, and only one was returned. And special teamer Isaiah McKenzie of the Denver Broncos. So that's a run-through of the PFF Team of the Week for preseason week one. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Before we wrap things up here on LOP, a couple of notes here at the Locked On Network. Uh, two, big, two big events happening with some of the shows here on the Locked On Network. First with Locked On NFL, hosted by Matt Williamson. Uh, big happenings here. Um Really expanding throughout the week. A lot of great stuff that's going to come to you throughout the week. Mondays, local experts. So a bunch of us at the Lockdown Network will get to join Matt Williamson and you know possibly other experts from around the league as well talking about the different teams. That's on Mondays. Then Sage Rosenfels, former NFL quarterback, former host of Locked On Vikings podcast. He'll join Matt on Tuesdays. Mike Renner of PFF talking fantasy and all that goodness uh, Wednesday and you know, maybe he'll sprinkle in some Bachelorette because, yes, folks, he was the guy that was on the recent season that just ended of The Bachelorette. Uh, and then Mike Sando of ESPN will join Matt on Thursday. So 
A lot happening on the Locked On NFL podcast with Matt Williamson, so go check that out. Also, too, we have – and we have – we talked about this on the last podcast, welcoming them, welcoming them in. The new, or I should say, the return of Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino to the Locked On Network, bringing the Draft Dudes podcast to the Locked On Network. You, of course, also have uh, John Ledyard and Trevor Sikama, also of the Draft Network, still on Locked On NFL Draft. And on Fridays, they come together. For a big super show. So be on the lookout for that. And also too. Locked On is expanding again. You know we've expanded with baseball coverage. A lot of MLB teams have been getting hopes. Now. We're dipping into the college. Into the college level. Uh, A couple hosts were just named. As we start to. Bring some Locked On college teams. Like for example. Jeff Cardozo and Zach Abel. Abel Verdi, I hope I said that name right, apologies if I didn't, named host of Locked On Gators, uh, Kyle Tucker, Locked On Kentucky, Jake Hatch, Locked On BYU, Patrick Zajac, Locked On Ducks, and Air G of, will host Locked On Oklahoma, and more colleges and, lo- and podcasts will be added in the coming weeks, and we're hoping by, that by the end of the month, the college section of the Locked On Network will launch, so stay tuned for that, so a lot of great stuff happening in the world of the Locked On Network. So to wrap things up here, uh, again, training camp is over. I think I think overall it's it was a very productive, very productive training camp. Um, good to see a lot of the young guys really step up, especially the rookies. Uh, obviously, we've seen Dante Jackson perform well and get some first-team reps. Ian Thomas has had an impressive camp. Rashawn Galden's been pretty solid. He's had his moments. Uh, Marquise Haynes, the we'll, we'll essentially call him the pass rusher. I think he's going to be just a situational pass rusher, but he's really shown that he can be a very good pass rusher. I remember looking at him uh, down at the Senior Bowl earlier this year and was very impressed with his get-off, his ability to get to the quarterback. Uh, he's definitely going to overcome his size deficiency, you know, because again, he is a, a little undersized. But his speed and again, his takeoff ability, I think, is more than able to make up for. It. In fact, it's going to allow him to play real low, which for someone in his position, I think, is going to be very important. Uh, I, I think there's a lot to be excited about, you know, and. Certainly, I, I certainly expect this team to be in the playoff mix. Do I think they'll make the playoffs? I don't know. I I think there's a chance that they miss. Again, this division is so competitive. The Saints are good. The Falcons look really good. And you look across the NFC and how loaded it is. I mean, let's face it. The, the favorites are essentially established, especially in each division. You know, you have the Eagles in the East. Um, a lot are still feeling the Vikings in the north. I think the Packers have a shot to win the north. Saints in the south, Rams in the west. And then just in terms of nabbing those wildcard spots, there's a lot of love for the Falcons. So if that's the case, there's one spot that leaves really only one spot left. And the Packers or the Vikings, whoever does win the north, is probably going to be there for the taking for the other wild card. Uh, the Cowboys could be in contention. 
the 49ers could sneak up on people. So there's there's going to be a lot of competition if the Panthers don't claim the NFC South. Now, luckily, they're going to have a lot of time to build before they meet the Saints because they don't meet the Saints, of course, until week 15. But overall, I think it's a very exciting season upcoming. And, like again, I, th- I think you fans have a lot you should be – A lot you should be excited about. So with that, we'll wrap things up here. Um, as always, want to thank you guys so much for listening. Really do appreciate it. Of course, you can follow me on Twitter at Bill underscore Saturday. That's R-I-C-C-E-T-T-E. Catch us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your listening pleasure. And until next time, keep it locked here on the Locked On Panthers podcast. Until next time, take care, my friends. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.